0: From the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky, welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, join us as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. Tonight, Red Barn Radio presents a concert performance with No Deceit. Coming up on Red Barn Radio.
1: to dream Self-
0: I want to thank W.E.K.U., Red Barn Radio's official radio partner serving Central and Eastern Kentucky. W.E.K.U. is Kentucky's NPR station. Live streaming and more information at WEKU.fm. FM. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. We'd like to thank Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen for supplying food each week for our guests, artists, and volunteers. Located on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's Delta Kitchen features the authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta, and live music every weekend. You'll find more information on Broussard's on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at
2: AccuPrint.us. Hi, I'm Brad Becker. Good evening and welcome to Red Barn Radio. We are now in our 17th broadcast season and tonight is Red Barn Radio's 660th live broadcast. Tonight we present, no kidding, no deceit. The band started as a project for a local talent show in Campbellsville, Kentucky called the K Country Showdown. After a total of six hours of practice, the band won, and the rest is history. The instrumentation for this band has changed hands over the years, but the band is more on fire now than ever before. We are very, very pleased to welcome to our show this evening, no deceit.
1: Thinking of you, you're coming home like an old freight train.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, glad you're here with us tonight on Red Barn Radio. Our guest this evening is the band No Deceit, and Allison Stafford is the big voice you're hearing behind all these songs, and we're going to meet all the band members and talk about what they're doing this evening. Hey, Allison, while it's fresh in our mind, why don't you tell us about Run, Darling, which is your song about the the largest domestic marijuana syndicate (laughs) in U.S. history.
3: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So... um... Yeah, I'm from uh, Lebanon, Kentucky, and uh, it was Lebanon, Kentucky, and, and Nelson County, and places like that. It was kind of the surrounding counties, but there was this very large drug ring, essentially. <laughs> Marijuana was their drug of choice, for sure, and um, their ringleader was Johnny Boone, and there used to be these t-shirts when we go to Ham Days. There used to be these t-shirts that said, Run, Johnny, Run, like <laughs> running from the police. So... Um, I actually wrote that song kind of about what it would be like to be in the life of Johnny Boone.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what a life. He was on the lam for years, right?
3: Years. I, I think they just caught him like maybe a year ago or something <laughs> in Canada. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, he was on the run for a while. How
2: amazing. <laughs> Pretty
3: inspirational stuff, yeah. huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite a story. It's quite a story. Was that a name that they gave to themselves?
3: I think that they didn't call themselves that, but then somebody called them that, and then I think they just went with it. Yeah, they're like, just yeah, that's stuck. cool. We'll work with that. <laughs> so that's it's kind of a- like naming a band, you know? Just that
1: works. Yeah, right. <laughs> come a long, long way from the hills and the hotter. I'm oh, Kentucky.
3: We started recording our first album, I want to say it was back in like 2013 or maybe a little earlier than that. We became a band in 2011 and we we decided in 2013 to make an album and so we were working on writing and I text Michael one day, this guitar player over here, I text Michael and I said, uh, write me a hanging song, like an outlaw hanging song and he was like, "All right." So he comes up with this, you know, the first riff, the da-da-da-da-da and the the drummer that we had at the time, he took a pulse hole digger and hit it with a hammer. It made like this really ting and it was, I don't know, it was really cool. We used it in the recording and everything. I just wanted to write a song about an outlaw because I don't know, I'm into history and kind of all that stuff and it was about the last hanging that happened in Kentucky.
2: So you're not channeling sort of fictionalized history. This is actually sort of the real it's a
3: mixture of fictional and real. It's kind of, you know, I had to embellish a little bit for song purposes. But for the most part, it's it's definitely historically um, grounded. So we released it in 2015. We released our whole record that we had at the time, and that was the single that we released. And it went all over. I think it was playing in, like, Michigan on the radio, and Oklahoma, and Texas, and different countries, and... Our drummer at the time, his dad, got to looking on uh, just these random Amazon music charts. And then he was like, you guys are number one on the trending outlaw country charts. And I was like, no, you're, no, we're not.
1: <laughs> Come on.
3: And we stayed there for like four weeks. It was pretty wild. We were on the same like charts as Willie Nelson and other people like that. Well, and I hey. was just like, wow.
1: <laughs> you can see for miles. In this dusty haze, it's a long walk for a sinner to think about the wrong done and the hearts that broke across the Harlan Bridge to the tallest stone. man saying prayer for me from the tallest level my
3: big response I think fan wise at that point you know we made a video and we did all kinds of stuff with that song and it's been playing for years I think it still plays every once in a while on like the Sirius XM Outlaw thing or something like that so that's kind of where we started and then from there we just kind of grew.
2: Well way to go so who gets the writing credit for that?
3: Uh, I wrote the lyrics but he wrote the music so yeah (laughs)
2: and do you guys collaborate that way a lot with your tunes is it largely a collaboration between you and Michael?
3: Yeah, it's actually a mixture of all of us, really. A lot of times um, there'll be different songs that maybe Eric will have an idea for and we will run with it or I'll have an idea for and they'll throw some music on it or something like that. We just kind of split it all because, I mean.
2: Do you think that that's a, a good sort of strategy for keeping a band cohesive and keeping everyone feeling gratified by the process of what you're doing?
3: Yeah, I think so. First you're hot, then you're cold. you rain, then you snow. A torrential downpour followed by a warm summer
1: breeze. Yeah, you're up, then you're down. High off the ground. A tornado warning, oh, you come down if you please. You change your mind. Like the Kentucky weather Oh, nothing feels better to me Never the same Oh, the weatherman ain't playing With two cardinals of one feather And you change your mind Like Kentucky weather I can suck you in. I can suck you in.
2: Did you go to school in Campbellsville?
3: I went to school in in Lebanon, Marion County. Okay, Mm
2: -hmm. in in Lebanon. Did you have a good music program at your school? One that sort of supported someone with your kind of talent?
3: There was a band, the marching band and stuff. That was about all there was in our school. Uh Um, I was really big in the FFA, and I did a lot of talent stuff with the FFA, so that's kind of how I got to where I am now as far as school-wise.
2: And did you grow up on a farm?
3: No, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, though, and I I grew up across from a farm, if that counts. (laughs)
2: That that counts.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I grew up uh, literally like 20 minutes outside of anywhere, so, but yeah, it was a big thing when we were in school, it was like the biggest club in our school, and all of my friends were in it, and I kind of just joined it at first, just because it was what everybody was doing, and I got really into it, and really loved it. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, writing good songs is no small deal. Do you feel like you had a writing mentor, someone either in school or outside of school, who really supported you that way?
3: I think I really got my start. My grandpa played in a a bluegrass band called the Foster Children in Greensburg, Kentucky. I think I got my start doing that, and then from then on, I don't know that I necessarily had a mentor in writing. I had a, a girl that kind of taught me uh, how to play guitar a little bit she taught me a couple chords and she was really into singing and writing and playing guitar and um, she taught me a lot of what I do now for sure Um, but a lot of it was just listening to music growing up you know listen to different kinds of stuff me and my mom would go all over the place and listen to different people and different types of music and just kind of how.
2: Sounds like a cool mom, and you guys yeah. had had kind of a uh, a neat relationship.
3: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's <laughs> a lot of right. trips to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, wow, very yeah. nice,
2: very nice.
1: Sinny, <laughs> better run, run as fast as you can. It'd be their way with the clear water in the sand. And them copper plates stills, knees these Appalachian hills. They busted our bells, broke our hearts, stole our plants and pills. Slow this Chevy down. I mean. here trying to get rid of the one thing we had left to fly some many you come around with her action hold the crown but we won't let it take away our rights and this it down fast just it up in a mason
0: Coming up, more Red Barn radio with no Deceit. Recorded live from the Performance Hall and Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from No Deceit after this break. This is Red Barn Radio. The down. Welcome back. Tonight, we're with No Deceit. Recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio.
2: Enjoying your vocals and your bass playing? Thank you. Tell us about you and where do you come from and how did you end up hooking up with this motley crew?
4: Eric Scott. Well, I probably started playing guitar when I was 14. I was influenced by my dad because he played guitar. I took a lot of uh, music courses throughout school. I played the clarinet for a little while while I was in middle school and then I switched to chorus while I was in high school. Then I pursued classical guitar a little bit throughout college. And then I ended up getting with them because they needed a bass player to fill in on a show because their bass player was unable to do so. So I thought to myself, well, not typically, you know, the sort of music I see myself a part of, but I'll play this show. Why not? I mean, it's only one show and then it turned into a couple shows and then Uh turned out that I liked playing this, you know, it's fun to play with some people who kind of know what they're doing. I've been in some other bands where you know, professionalism is a little lower and maybe um, everyone's skill is a little lower and it could be hard to put together a lot of things, but it comes a little more naturally.
1: Doctor, doctor, please come for me I'm the worst kind of sick Seems a man in that way.
5: I playing drums whenever I was around, between 10 and 12. I can't really remember exactly the age. I've always been in love with drums. Jaron Mudd. I beat on everything. I felt like I got a hold of a drumstick, and one of my cousins gave me an old. It was actually a uh, marching snare drum. It didn't have the bottom actual snares that buzz on it, uh-huh. just the top head. So I kind of used it as a tom, like the floor tom here, which people can't see that. But... And so I beat and banged on that forever. And then finally around between 10 and 12, my parents finally got me a drum set and a instructional DVD. Or it was a VHS, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Back then, yeah. DVD wasn't available <laughs> right. then. Uh, <clears throat> and a little booklet, threw the booklet out. Uh, watched the video, and it taught you like the basic rock beat. So they were they were kind of regretting the whole thing. <laughs> very quickly.
2: Uh, understandably, and,
5: yeah. And uh, I finally... Uh, I looked under my door, and I could see there was a gap under the door, and I could see feet there. And this is when I finally put it together, my first beat, and they were actually watching. After that, I kind of taught myself, but that was the first moment. They were like, okay, maybe he really is serious about this. It's Uh. not just a phase. Luckily, they let me beat and bang until about, I would get off the school bus, beat and bang until about 6 o'clock, eat supper, and then I'd beat on my pillows. Luckily, you know, I had parents that supported me, yeah. You know, as much as they could, because drums are so loud. Like, you can't be quiet doing it. Then I grew up in church, playing in church. Was in and out of bands, kind of as a, a hard gun thing. Went to school with their original drummer. Uh, and we had been in contact, and he was planning on leaving the band. He asked me to fill in for a couple shows. Uh-huh. And then uh, little did I know that they were both, both sides of the band, him and, and the rest of the members, were actually looking for a permanent member. So I was going to fill in for a couple shows. We had a show planned, and we practiced one time, and they were like, okay. And they called me out of the blue and was like, hey, can you go to Georgia? And I was like, oh, sure, let's go. So I didn't even get to play that show. It was like one practice. We went to Georgia for, what, three days? Then I become a full-time member after that, so.
1: Your leather jacket's hanging on the door It's right where you left it was seven months ago and I haven't had the nerve to throw it out cause it still smells like you even though you're not around and that bed that we slept in every night hasn't felt the weight of anyone since you got on that flight and I guess I'm trying to say I told you so it's not like you listen to a single line I wrote. This is what I was talking about. This is what I was talking about. She looked at you as if you were a king For just one kiss, she'd do anything Said, baby, don't you worry, your pretty little head It'll long be alright She got you instead This is what I was talking about This is what I was talking about this is what I was talking about, this is what I was talking about.
2: Usually when musicians are on the program, I don't ask like what their influences are because frankly it's it's often obvious. It it isn't obvious here. (laughs) There, there's, there's Thank you. Yeah, there, there's so much going on here. I, mean, I hear a lot of different players and a lot of different styles, but this kind of gets to that question of what is the revolution we need to brace ourselves for that you guys are thinking about? You know, When you use that language and talk about sort of a revolution in country and southern rock, from your vantage point as a guitar player, what are, you, what are you after? Michael Bradshaw. I want somebody
6: when they hear our music. For one, I want it to be different enough that they, you know, they can't really compare it to something been like, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Led Zeppelin, or it kind of reminds me of Credence, Clearwater Revival, but it's not them, it's different. So I said the right thing, then. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm coming from, like, learning guitar, like, I had the VHS tapes as well. (laughs) Oh, you did? But my grandpa actually was the one who influenced me to play. I started on mandolin, bluegrass, so that's in my playing. Then once I heard, you know, like, guitar and Led Zeppelin, I was like, nope, that's that's what I want to do. That's what kind of got me started. So I have a lot of influence from The 70s, you could say. I'm ashamed of this. I didn't find Led Zeppelin until I was in college.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't have to be ashamed
6: of that. Yeah, But once I
2: found them, that was like my playlist for five years. Yeah, I hear you're playing, and I I do hear a lot of 70s. I do not hear what I would call sort of the southern rock Mm -hmm. players. The guys like Leonard Skinner and the Outlaws and, you know, those kind of bands.
6: When it comes to learning guitar, I kind of have like ADD, you know, one, one week I want to learn this country stuff. Next week I'm in metal or I'm in bluegrass or I'm in classical. So I kind of get a hodgepodge and the stuff I like I keep and kind of just blend it into whatever we're doing. We're doing. <laughs>
1: And you're right beside me, burning ashes in the night. Marshall Tucker. Ties on your daddy's Corvette Like the sky in a Texas sunset
2: Want to take us back to the K Country Showdown because that's where it all started, right? Yeah. And you were there. Yeah. Right. And so tell us about the K Country Showdown.
3: So uh, every 4th of July, Camelsville has like this huge, they have like a parade and it's like a celebration essentially. And is that and, Ham Day too? Uh, so Ham Days is in Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. Ham Days is in Lebanon and that's what I grew up uh, going to quite a bit. But when I got older, I had a lot of friends from Camelsville and uh, met this guy And he played guitar, I met him like in church and stuff. He played guitar for a church group and we just hung out and we played a lot and we jammed. And um, he said, you know, Taylor County has this K-Country Showdown. It's just a talent show, but it's like the thing to do in Camelsville that day. Like (laughs) (laughs) everyone from Taylor County goes to the K-Country Showdown. So there's hundreds and hundreds of people there.
2: Do players come from all around?
3: People kind of come from all around. It's a, it, I don't know if it is anymore, but it used to be like a part of a national country showdown thing when we did it. You started at a county level, you went to a state level, you went to a national level. And when we won, we actually went to the state level, and, and I don't know if we went to the national level or not. It's
2: the story on the street goes <laughs> that you guys didn't really practice for it or that you practiced a very short amount of time We, did, for we it. We
3: practiced a really short amount of time. So I was... Just out of high school. I hadn't started college yet. It was the summer before I started college. And I uh, only knew one guy in the band, uh, the guy that we started it. Me and him actually were just like, we should be in the K-Country Showdown. And he was like, let's put together a band randomly. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't know anybody who plays anything other than you. (laughs) And so uh, he was like, well, I know a couple guys. So he gets a bass player and a drummer. We just kind of threw it together, and we practiced. I, I mean, it, we practiced like two, three days maybe, but it was a total of six hours. Had, it couldn't have been any more than that.
2: That's crazy.
3: We actually had a couple songs from that first record that I did. It was a couple originals. and.
2: Oh, all right. You played yeah. your own stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Do you think <laughs> yeah. that
2: factored in in your, in your winning?
3: I think so. I think it was like part of the judging or something like that. But, yeah, and we, we played it, and we were like, I don't know if we're going to win it or not, but that was a lot of fun, and... And the next day they were like no deceit. and I was like
2: that worked <laughs> I
3: love that yeah
2: <laughs> I just love that
1: yeah I'm feeling some kind of way something. Take it easy, take it easy, take it easy on this heart of mine. Take it easy, I'll take it easy, take it easy on this heart of mine. Gamia
2: I'd like to thank Allison, Michael, Eric, and Jaron. No deceit for being with us this evening. We also thank our volunteers for their help with our production each week. We give a very special thanks to Becky Alfre for her work with our social media and the photography of Nick Lazaroff. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube Live, and those listening to us on the Red Barn network of stations. Especially we thank W.E.K.U., Red Barn Radio's official Red Barn Radio partner, serving Central and Eastern Kentucky. W.E.K.U. is Kentucky's NPR station. For more information, check out WEKU.fm. Remember, we have a new schedule on W.E.K.U. Two hours of Red Barn begin your Saturday evening beginning at 6 p.m. And again, we are on the air Sundays at 8 p.m. It's your chance to hear more great live Kentucky music from Red Barn Radio. We also thank the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio, which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition and artists of this Kentucky region and share this treasure with the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you live from the Performance Hall here at Arts Place in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are now available on the web at eventbrite.com, Lexington. And now, once again, give it up for No Deceit. I think they're going to do one more tune for us. <laughs> I can hear the
1: fans spinning around, keeping time with the neon lights. Her name's out on the billboard, flashing live band tonight. Most Saturday nights, this is our home. The stage is one place where we belong. So you hear the crack and the pop when you fire up that am
3: Because it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night,
1: and we're the bar band. First songs we played to ourselves, except the drinking few and the pool sharks, and then everybody else. Play the slow songs and knees on end on that first set. Start rolling in, and we fire it up completely, we got nothing left. And this on the first tune kick off my shoes and buy the band one more round. That's for me and all my buddies. Just trying to get down. See so the crack and the pop when you fire up that air. Cause it's nine o'clock on a Saturday night. And we're the bar band. We'll play two one break it all down. I've been trucking all out. And we'll do it all again next weekend. Some other town. Yeah. Show sure the first thing, kick off my shoes and by the band one more round. As for me and all my buddies, we're just trying to get down. You hear the crack and the pop when you fire up that hell. It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night,
3: and we're the barn band.
1: We're the bar band.
0: See. Red Barn Radio would like to thank Allison, Michael, Eric, and Jaron for being with us tonight. We thank WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner serving Central and Eastern Kentucky. WEKU is Kentucky's NPR station. Live streaming and more information at weku.fm. We'd like to thank Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen for supplying food each week for our guests, artists and volunteers. Located on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's Delta Kitchen features the authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta, and live music every weekend. You'll find more information on Broussard's on Facebook. Listen Locally, working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner. Providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests, the Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. Accuprint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, Accuprint is on the web at accuprint.us. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Red Barn Radio's line producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. The music for this episode was mixed by Adam Schettinger. We also thank our volunteers. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. You'll find performance dates and times at redbarnradio.com. The Red Barn Radio playout theme. Wookie Foot was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. For more information on the band, they're on the web at WookOutAmerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here again on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex. Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council. Creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC.